Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Good luck, studio. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce to you Paul Chandler, the shy Yeti. <laughs> He's not that shy. All I wanted was a pie. And then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, you know. Is it metaphorical? Is it, is it deep? Is it deep? <laughs> Boy, he's not all that shy and bright. <laughs> Blimey, Governor. It's the Shy Life Podcast. I can't. Hello, campers. How are you? Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shyetti. How are you doing? I'm all right. Yes, yes, yes. Um, well, so what are we going to be up to this episode? Well, uh, we've got a special guest. You, you'll recognise him as soon as I say his name. It, it's Jay the Haunt Cub. Jay, it's great to have you back. Hey, it's good to be back. Thank you. Back by popular demand. You, 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 <laughs> but, um, I felt that uh, we still had sort of things to uh, uh, finish off, uh, and also Comedy wanted to speak to you about your virtual reality dinosaur, so it just seemed like a good idea to get you back, and uh, and I know we've got some big news about Aragog to share, and uh, well, I would not say too much, so I'll give it away, so mm. let's run that theme music, and when we come back, we'll, um, well, well, we've got so much, we've got so much planned, so run that theme music. Johnny, it's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> you won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Hello, Paul. You don't want Paul now. I'll go anywhere for potato. Delicious. This particular episode of the Shy Life is, is a little more abstract than usual. <laughs> go Shy Yeti. Oh, I have you ever found out my secret? I think he has. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to begin. It's the Shy Life Podcast. Sorry, we can be <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I have a strangely drawn to Yeti Angry Girl's ankles as well. <laughs> but has the Shy Life Podcast slowed down? I don't think so. It's all green and meaty and yum, 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 yum. <laughs> And we're back. So, uh, how are you doing, Jay? How is 2022 treating you? I am doing pretty well. I uh, can't complain about the year so far. I mean, you know, in the in the after times of the plague, you know, <laughs> it, it's as good as it gets, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm just patiently waiting for summer to get here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I went to the cinema for the first time um, the other day, uh, which is probably the first time I've been since uh well for like two years i think i went to about january 2020 when i was on holiday with uh, toby but uh, i got to see screen which i the new screen which i was very pleased about so. yes have you ventured into cinemas or um or was there nothing on you wanted to see that's the other thing no actually uh i have not been at all since um covid started uh in fact the last thing i remember now i could be wrong but the last one I, I really remember seeing was the the final movie in the the last Star Wars trilogy, which I think was in during the holidays of twenty what was that twenty nineteen yeah yeah 
Um, I, but I'm sure we could have seen something in the first three months of, of 2020. 2020. I don't specifically remember seeing a movie then, so that's what I'm going to have to go with. And there, there have been things. Um, you know, I, I, I know you know that I'm a massive Godzilla fan, um, and I actually did not. That movie was released on HBO Max here in the States and in the theater at the same time, and I actually did not wind up going to see it in the theater, which is very surprising to me, especially because I really thought I was going yeah. to. But I think uh, after so long, it just didn't um, wasn't as much of a grab for me to for for me to do it. I enjoy the experience of seeing um, blockbusters and stuff on the big screen with the sound and all that kind of stuff. I, don't, I have a very low patience for people talking or being on their cell phones and things like that. And um, the only the only weird exception is. Like a lot of the Marvel movies, like the comic book movies, you, which you think you know have a lot of fanboys and things like that, but I think a lot of times people are so into actually seeing those that they don't tend to um, be as chatty and stuff. So I found less with that horror to me, which of course you know you and I share as a as a passion, mm-hmm. uh, seems to attract a lot of the people, at least in the states here, that are are can can be a bit rude and stuff. So. I have not made it to the theater. I, there's only a little part of me that misses going, but um, I'll probably venture back out. I really would like to see the new uh, Robert Pattinson uh, Batman that's uh, going to be out in March. So that may be the first time I wind up going. Um, I, I, uh, I'm not like a massive James Bond fan, but I, I usually go and see James Bond. Um, mm-hmm. But it came out sort of around the time of my birthday, and I wasn't that well around that time. And um so i kind of postponed it and then it was out on blu-ray by december so i skipped that in the end but um i did watch uh, uh, uh i don't know about you but it might just be the setup of our tv but i find a lot of particularly with blu-rays i don't know if it's because they're set up more for like people who've got like home sound systems with lots of speakers mm-hmm. but you're watching a film and you're having, you have to have the volume up at, to a certain point um, for like talking scenes, and then the music comes on, and it's like, yes, wow, quick, turn the volume down. <laughs> yep. The neighbors start coming, like stomping on the ceilings, right? Um, but um, so, so I've kind of got a, I've kind of got a setup at the moment uh, where I, I, I've got an extension lead on, on on a headphones, and I've been watching the Blu-rays on on my. I, I got to the stage where I was kind of watching stuff on my laptop rather than on the TV because if it was in the evening, I could just couldn't be sure what I was going to be, you know, that it wasn't yeah. going to be, because I tend to stay up later anyway. It, it was difficult. Whereas, so I was kind of getting, getting to the stage where I was watching stuff on my laptop um, and not using the TV very much, but I've got an extension cord now and I watched um, the uh, Last Night in Soho, which is the Edgar Wright mm-hmm. most late latest film. Yep. Um, and, and it's sort of like a psychological horror film. Um, and it um, has Dinah Rigg uh, her last role. Oh wow! Uh, with, a, with a sort of playing quite a major part, although it's certainly a very important part. She's not in every scene, but she's a very important character. Okay. I, I haven't always liked every film that he's. I mean, I like Shaun of the Dead and I like Hot Fuzz, and and then I went a bit sort of, you know, um, the ones I saw after that were a bit sort of okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, this, yeah, this was this was good, and there was lots of sort of. Particularly being that it's set in London, there was there were one or two sort of famous sixties um, actors and actresses um, uh, in it as well, playing playing relatively major parts. So it was yeah, he'd done his homework and 
yeah, so I, I put again. I probably would have seen that at the cinema had things been um, normal, but it was. I yeah, that's pretty soon, cool. Yeah, I got it as soon as it came out on Blu-ray to be able to, so I was able to to see it. And uh, yeah, Toby, Toby really liked it too. In fact, he saw it first. I would have liked to have seen the uh, the second in the newer, uh, well planned trilogy of the Halloween movies. So I still have not seen uh, the second movie. And is it Halloween Kills? Kills. Yeah, I would okay. have seen that. Yeah, I would have. Because I've heard the name of the third one too, and I couldn't remember whether that was the second or the third one. But um, yeah, I still haven't seen that, and I really should have seen that in the theater as well because I, I am a big Halloween fan as well. So yeah, I I, I think it's available to see on 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 Prime here. If if, if but it is quite expensive and i'm kind of thinking well do i want to pay a digital because because I, I think it's quite expensive to even rent it you know so it's expensive as you usually pay to buy it to just just to to, to rent it and well, maybe i need to wait a little bit longer um to to it comes out on blu-ray yeah i think that's what i'm going to do i'm just going to go ahead and buy it because the only thing i don't own on uh blu-ray for halloween is the first is the one that came out in 2000 was it uh was it 19 or Something 18 like yeah, the the one where Jamie Lee comes back. I I still don't own that one, but I have the whole series up to that, and I did see that one in the theater. So I need to buy both yeah. of those. I think I think I didn't see that at the cinema because uh, I don't I don't know when it came, it came out, what was going on, but um, but I certainly wanted wanted to see it with um, why why I have a feeling that might have been when I had my cinema pass, but it but I had my cinema pass for Curzon cinemas which were a little bit more art house mm-hmm. and i think they were the way they were showing it but particular screens and it became difficult to sort it sort of track it down and i right. think it might have come out around halloween understandably and yes it and, did yeah which is obviously near, near our birthdays so things happen are happening and i don't think and then i think it vanished quite quickly as well so i never got to see it i don't think it was a, a planned i just didn't um for whatever reason had a lot going on and, and yeah, didn't, didn't get to it. Oh, I, I was going to. I've got a list of things here. I was going to ask you: Had you been listening? Have you been listening to any music recently? Well, before I answer that, how was the Scream movie? Oh, um, I really, I really enjoyed it. But I'm a big, I'm a big fan. I knew about a really big spoiler, which I won't spoil. But right. I, I knew about it because I kind of got frustrated thinking I wasn't ever going to get to see it until it. I just wanted to kind of, you know, people were saying how good it was. I wanted to find a bit, a little bit more, and I read too, I read too much and and found a big spoiler out. But actually, oh. it worked. It worked, but it worked better. It was a weird situation where you know some because you know in these films where, you know, every the, the people go through the characters go through so many things. The, the fact that they survive is is almost ludicrous. Yeah. Um, so I can imagine had I seen that that scene, I might there was a scene, and I might have thought, oh well, that that's yeah, they'll get out of that. But because I already knew it was coming, and it, they weren't going to get out of that scene, I was sad because I knew that it was yeah. Real. So I, I was kind of glad that I had cheated in the end. <laughs> um, How do you feel about the naming convention that they're using? Like, do you uh, do you disagree with them renaming something the same name as the original again? I always find it confusing. Yeah, I don't like that really. In the same way with, I mean, at least with the Halloween thing, it is a a sort of alternate. Um, it's, it, it, I don't know how they re- they refer to the new Halloween ones, but they they well, cause she's dead basically, isn't she? She got, or she died um, 
uh, in the original Jamie series. Fett. Yeah, yeah, she died. She died in the original. So yeah, so it's it, it doesn't follow quite the same timeline anyway. Uh, whereas this does it's with Scream, it does. Now right. I, I can understand how when you get to that stage, calling something a five might put people off. But right. then maybe they could have called it Scream uh, something else or or some prefix or yes. it is, yeah, it's sort of annoying. Because um, I saw a DVD packet really like on, on Amazon I saw they were going it's com- coming soon sort of thing um, the, uh, a two box set where you've got Scream and Scream but but, <laughs> but you know you want the ones in between as well you know right. it's, it's not like the new Scream follows on and forgets about the middle films particularly. so the, it's just the bookend movies the beginning and the end, and the last one yeah, most recent that was, that that's weird. weird that seems a bit weird um, but no so yeah that does sort of annoy me but uh, it does look like the original. Well, the 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 Halloween when it returned was 2018. So yeah, that's about the time I started having that pass. Yeah, it was about around, around that time of year in 20 because it because my pass finished around that time in 2019, and then I didn't renew it, and I'm glad I didn't because I doubt I'd have got my money back um, once the pandemic started. Right. Well, I'm glad you like the Scream movie. I I'm not a massive Scream fan. I actually have only uh, um, Scream four was the only one I actually saw in the theaters. Ron and I went and saw it. But the other ones I all saw on video or whatever. I don't own any of them. Um, so it was probably on a streaming service or something. Never seen them more than once each anyway. So I'm, yeah, I am curious to see this one as well. But it's not um, It's not one of my favorite. Uh, I understand why people really like it. For some reason, it just, I think because it passed me by initially when, it, when they first came out. So I guess I don't have the same attachment to them. I do think they're really well done and they're fun, but um, they're not like, you know, one of my main go-tos or something, I would say. Uh, I think as well, I always forget whether it came out in 95 or 96, and I guess it might have been different in America to over here anyway, because we used to have more of a, a gap. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, we, sometimes it would take six months for a film to get to the UK. So I think it might have got to us in 96, but uh, I have a feeling it came out in 95. So I was only like 22 or 23 when the first one came out. Right. And uh, uh, yeah, I think it was part of my sort of, my getting into horror was more more gradual from liking scary things in Doctor Who to when I was at university, sort of getting things like Halloween and Friday the 13th from rental stores. Although I tended not to rent things, I tended to, by that point, things like Friday the 13th or Halloween were, you could they, they, you could always guarantee you get a, a, a cheap copy from, um, or maybe a used copy from from the from a, okay. a video rent store. And, I, and I've told this story before, where I used to kind of watch them, but I, I used to whiz through them first, so I knew where the I wouldn't I, I wouldn't watch it in detail, but I'd, at least I'd know. Okay, this is these are where the scary bits of the film are, because if I was watching by myself, I didn't. I want, so I, I gradually sort of weaned myself into horror. So I'm sure Scream was another step up when that. Things like I know what you did last summer as well, around the same time. So you, other than the the the, the, the behind the sofa scenes at uh, in Doctor Who, you weren't really a horror fan as a kid. Well, I'd be interested in any, anything that was showing late night, like so. But, but that would be things like um, Hammer films, right. and Amicus um, anthology films, and things like The Wicker Man. I I saw on TV bef- before. I'd heard, ever heard of it, and probably a little bit before it had really started sort of having that following. I'm sure there was a following, but it was still underground, and I, and I didn't. I just videoed it as another film that was on late at night, and, and I watched it and thought, mm, "Shall I keep it? Shall I not? It's very strange. I'll keep it." And um, but I didn't know anybody else who knew about it, and 
Uh, um, but that's the thing. Sometimes, sometimes it takes a while to meet your people who, who you know, who my 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 friends were more into sci-fi and old British TV. I sort of was the one who started watching like the the, uh, the repeats of Lost in Space and the and the, so so I think when we do around the archives, I'm kind of I often do American shows with Toppy. Um, so I think out of I, I to a certain extent, I'm I'm sort of. I've become the person who talks about American shows, like because I and because I also go into Dark Shadows before anybody else I knew, which is kind. Of, so it's kind of weird, really. Um, so, and as far as horror is concerned, I don't think that many of my Doctor Who friends are big into horror films like I am. So, right, that sort of they might like the the odd film, but then. Uh, and also, sometimes you find out people you didn't realise, like my friend Elaine um, or, or my friend Warren. I didn't even realise they liked horror films because uh, I guess we just hadn't talked about about it. Well, horror yeah. is certainly a more. It's a. It's definitely a more. Um, you know, it seems like back in the day you were kind of a weirdo or or I don't know. It was kind of almost a little f- more fringe to be a big horror fan, and now it's much. People are much more like kind of like being a nerd. Or about anything, people um, are much more apt to admit, you know. So I feel like there's a lot more horror fans out there than we we realized, you know, that there were. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the me, me getting into like the the, the shallow films. I, I I'm pretty sure I I might have had the odd Argento film, but a lot of it sort of came from getting into podcasts and with to continue stuff and yep. and then sort of finding out about all these sort of European horror films and yeah, that's sort of an area I hadn't explored that much. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a 20 or 30 year slow progress as you find. <laughs> and I kind of find which ones I like. I mean, I definitely for quite a while, like eighties horror films, I didn't, I didn't like beyond about it, sort of, I liked like the first, Four, Friday the Thirteenth, and and then uh, then after that the eighties just became a bit too. It, it, I mean, I think at the time, probably in the early nineties, it, it looked it was too recent. Um, yeah. So I liked um, like Night of the Living Dead, and I liked um, Dawn of the Dead, but I didn't really like Day of the Dead for for a long time because it it, it looked too um, harsh in eighties and. Mm-hmm. and, and but now it looks eighties in a good way, uh, right? Uh, so it, t- it did take a while for me to sort of get into. Uh, I mean, that's one of the reasons I like the seventies, yellow, and and because it looks seventies. Uh, yeah, and why perhaps more recent? You know, when you're flicking through Netflix trying to find a horror film and it's all ghosty type stuff, but it's all sort of bad CGI. It's sort of, I don't know whether that stuff will ever look good, but <laughs> maybe it will. <laughs> Yeah, I also made that same transition from sci-fi to to horror. I w- kind of wish I um, and I do still watch some sci-fi, and I'm I'm still big into stuff like Star Wars. But I kind of wish uh, I was a little more balanced in between the two. Like I I kind of because because sci-fi is what got me into um, conventions. You know, that was my first convention experience where where uh, where a little bit of Doctor Who and and Star Trek and things like that, and then. I started doing like horror conventions and stuff, but sometimes I miss the roots of, and I used to read a ton of sci-fi. I never was big, never was a big horror reader other than like Stephen King. But, um, 
and and a few other authors. But I was much a much bigger reader of cl- like classic sci-fi. Well, as I, as I was finding a time of us speaking, you may not have heard the episode. You probably haven't because it only came out today. Um, I've found a 1990 diary which was very detailed, and the listeners would have probably heard that by now. And 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 I thought I might read the odd entry, but so far, like in the first five days of January 1990, so many different things happened that are still pertinent to now or, or or names of people or going like my first trip to london by myself for that or or like buying a bangles album which i still might talk i probably talk about um now or your sort of, brother getting yelled at for doing something that you said you would have gotten yelled at even more yeah. if it had been you I, yeah i started listening this so morning <laughs> um so I'd probably read a lot more of it if it continues along that line because there's quite a lot of you know, and I can dip into comment sort of comment now as I'm reading it. Sort of, um, uh, you know, if I get to a point where the things that happen, are, because I didn't think that 1990 would be a particularly exciting year for me, but uh, but actually a lot more was going on. I suppose it was sort of the beginning of getting a bit more freedom mm-hmm. and being allowed to go and visit friends in London. And, and yeah, things sort of, and I, and I even sort of mentioning it was around the time I was obviously getting into Stephen King. Um, you mentioned Stephen King as well. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm sort of interested to remember which, what, how, what order I was reading them in because it was it was quite a random order uh, at the time. I mean, uh, in 1990 there were already like 15 plus years of, of Stephen King books, and I didn't read all all of the books that had come out in that when I started reading them. I, I, other things got in the way and I, and I moved on to other writers and didn't read everything and then came back to him and read some, some of the other one. I still haven't read everything he's done but of course in the gap and I started reading him again in the late noughties you know, then you've got like 20, 30 whatever 40 uh, worth of, of he keeps writing them so it's yep. uh, it, it's a full time job well um, I was going to ask you if you've been listening to any music um, I have been very lazy with keeping up with <laughs> <laughs> modern music. Uh, I think the last, I mean, I hate to say the word CD because most people buy their stuff um, digitally, but I still, I still, if there's something I want, um, I still like to kind of own the physical medium and then just download it also to my computer and put it on like a stick so I can play it in my car or whatever. But um, uh, I think Kylie's Disco is still the last thing I bought. I, I even was going to get the new ABBA and I still haven't gotten around to doing that. So. Yeah, that's good. I mean, with both Kylie's Disco and and the Abba album, I did buy physical copies, but but it's probably the digital versions that I've ended up listening to most. But yeah, uh, and with both with both of those, I bought nice vinyl copies or different coloured vinyl copies, and I I because um, to a certain extent, and I really need to work out um, um, in the same way as um, yeah, I'm using headphones for the TV. I need to work out headphones for my record player because uh, uh, I haven't been using it as much. I've got so many nice records, and I have um, I'm, you know, partly because my bedroom's so cold. <laughs> it's a really <laughs> cold part of it. It's the room that Callum used to have. Uh, he never, he never told me how cold it was. <laughs> so you don't want to be going, spending much time there in the evening. Uh, whereas I could turn the radiator on. I've got a uh, sort of plug-in radiator, but I need to. It's getting in the right getting in the right routines for some of these things uh, or with editing the podcast as well uh, you know there are certain things I do in the evenings and certain sort of you know at times of the day where it's it's good to get to do that or to be able to watch this or to, uh, to yeah so I, I haven't been buying much recently but uh, I put that I've got plenty plenty I bought over the sort of lockdowns and things that still are in their, their packaging but 
Mm-hmm. I have bought some older, uh, you know, some other things, but they're usually older collections of uh, a lot of artists that aren't even making music anymore or aren't around anymore. I'm a big Amy Mann fan, and, and her album came out, if not on the same day, almost the same time as the Apple one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it meant that I was much more fixated on the Apple one. And, and, and it's only the other week that I actually got banned to listen to the game. Yeah, that's uh, understandable. Yeah, that, that was a good album. I, I, I was listening to it when I went out for a walk and, and I had it on a loop and I was quite surprised how quickly it came around to playing. I thought, oh, have I got a knock to it or something? But I think it's only a, like only slightly over half an hour. Oh, uh, okay. They were quite short. Um, yeah. It worries me a bit because I know there are exceptions. I mean, I think chart songs that are on the radio, not that I listen to a lot of those they've got they've got really short like between between two minutes and three minutes mm-hmm. uh, it worries me that um perhaps our older acts are, are feeling that they have to make their tracks shorter uh, i remember a year or so ago I, I haven't heard the whole album but the electric light orchestra did a new album or jeff lynn did a new album as under ELO's, um under oh, ELO. okay and there was a the, the single i heard was really really good but it was about two minutes 30 30 seconds and it kind of ended and you kind of wanted it to go on for another minute or two which i think it would have done had it been released i i I guess perhaps because someone like elo they probably get played on not on radio one but they might they probably would get played on radio two over here so perhaps they he deliberately made the track shorter to fit in with the 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 way that the stations that would would still play it sort of thing rather than having it edited but it, it did feel a bit weird to have a an ELO song that was only that sort of length it, it just felt like yeah it needed an extra minute or two so uh, yeah you think of them as putting out generally longer songs than that for sure yeah. but uh, you know I am last year I did a 2021 20, I think in the last three years there have been enough songs partly thanks to Adam from Power Monkeys. He's been very good at keeping me in touch with the sort of, of music that's out there, but it's a little bit less visible. So, so I mean, something like Kylie, um, obviously everybody who wants to know, know that because she's a, still a big name, even though she's not getting top 10 hits anymore. Right. Um, so there was no problem finding out. But there, there were other people who do perhaps the same type of pop that I would like um, that are out there, but I just... You need somebody to almost say, hey, have, have a listen to this. And Adam's been very good at uh, pointing me in the right direction. So for the last two or three years, I've had sort of like playlists. Uh, and there's a lot of sort of stuff that where the tracks aren't, don't seem to have been. I, I guess that, that there's a lot of stuff out there by people who just aren't famous. But for so, whatever reason, it, it still works. Yes, deals. For whatever reason, it's still worth their while to make music because there is an audience. It's just they're not top 40 fodder anymore they're either right. older acts or they're new acts who like that sort of music and know that the people of our age would probably like this if they hear if they get to hear it but uh, but it does feel harder to to sort of track down these songs just this deals you, you you don't look so sure what, what is your favorite music at the moment is that cat that cat choir <laughs> <laughs> okay such a look <laughs> <laughs> You're a rival to Paddington Bear, I think. Now, one of the, the conversations that we were going to have, which we talked about, was about girl crushes. Now, yes. now would you like to explain to listeners what <laughs> we're not we're not making them into a drink? Um, <laughs> These would be, uh, yeah. We had a conversation about this just kind of online, uh, and I don't even remember how it came up, but. Um, just talking about how when we were younger, if there were uh, women that we had crushes on either 
as celebrities or possibly, you know, people we knew in real life. Um, you know, this is this is would be like I don't know, pre or just around puberty. It wouldn't we wouldn't be talking about like our twenties, you know, that kind of thing. But um yeah, girls that we might have had a little little crush on and when we were uh, now is there any other term that's popular over there because that's pretty much what you'd say here would be crush uh-huh. like it's kind of an unrequited kind of or or yeah. the other person doesn't even know yeah yeah no, no that would that would that would work yeah um i mean pre- pre- briefly i'll say a couple of things because um, i grew up with a lot of girls that were tomboys um so when we were i don't quite remember how so i don't know 10 11 whatever we play Doctor Who. It was around the time when they perhaps there'd been like the five Doctors for the twentieth anniversary, so that they knew that there were other Doctors by then. Then even if they weren't Doctor Who fans, so rather than nobody wanted to be a companion, everyone wanted to be a Doctor. All the girls, right. the Doctor as well. So it would be a matter of, well, I'm going to be the fifth Doctor. I'm going so it, it, it was. It kind of disguised that. I mean, maybe one or two of those those girls. I kind of felt I, I I remember when we were slightly older. One of some of the girls sort of got me. A new, a new girl had moved into the village, and they they were trying to get me to say that I liked her. There was something there was something about about her. I don't know if it was just her northern accent, but they managed to get me to confess that I quite liked her. And then she was behind the bush listening. So this was the point where the the, the tomboys were becoming more girls and and i became the token boy who they could kind of take the mickey out of a bit and i I went to an all boys well i went to a mixed school until i was about 11 but then i was mainly in boys schools so i didn't really meet many real girls so you know i was having crushes on boys all the time instead yeah but on tv it was typically um sort of girls in or female characters in shows where they were really sort of tough and independent. Right. So Wonder Woman was, yep. yeah, and and <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> I'm sure I've mentioned this before. One of my friends, Sarah, went to school with Harry before I knew him, and she used to remember him playing Wonder Woman in the playground and being Wonder Woman and spinning around. I might have spun around, but I don't think I wanted to be Wonder Woman. No, um, same here. But, Everybody uh, thought the spin around was super cool, but didn't necessarily mean you wanted to be Wonder Woman. Yeah, but I think I, I kind of was a, a sort of attracted to Wonder Woman. Um, and also, the other one was, was Tara King from The Avengers, more more so than a lot a lot of guys like um, like Emma Peel. And, and yeah. But, but I think Tara was that slightly more more feminine with her. She had like the late late the later sixties clothes and and the handbag. Um, and, and there's something about that that was like she she wasn't quite as I think she wasn't quite as efficient as as Emma Peel. Um, but sort of perhaps more approachable than Emma Peel. Emma Peel did seem kind of like she was very friendly with Steed, but but I don't know how approachable she'd have been. Um, whereas Tara, you felt like you could have kind of. I'll, I'll try out for a coffee or, or, or a cocktail or, you know, you probably would have ended up talking about boys together, but there we go. I was only into the 60s as well. Um, this is Linda Thorson? Linda Thorson, yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and then she also, when I met Wifey Jo, she, she she reminds me a bit of, uh, of, of, of Linda Thorson. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Wifey Jo, you know, had things been different, Wifey Jo would have been been the one <laughs> uh, right but, but we never had that we we never we never had that because i was i didn't meet until i was already was quite certain of my interests but what about you um i agree with you on the um 
on the Wonder Woman thing, I think Linda Carter was just a massive deal everywhere. Uh, and, and the same kind of followed through. I don't feel like it was, I don't know if it was quite the same extent, but I also liked, um, like I preferred, even though I found Lee Majors very handsome as the $6 million man, I was a huge fan of the bionic woman. I think it was, I, I guess a little, a lot of, uh, gay guys when they're younger tend to, uh, they tend to, favor or 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 you know they they seem to a lot of them like the the uh the heroines almost more than the heroes um so i always found uh the bionic woman more interesting than the six million dollar man <laughs> but i did watch both of them um, i guess i guess I, I should just quickly say the reason i was fancying um linda thorson from a 1968 69 tv show is that in the 80s uh, the Avengers was repeated quite a lot in in the UK, so sure. uh, she was she was current for me, even though she was long long since left, and the series was long since over. Now, was she a brunette in the Avengers, or was she a blonde? She was a brunette. Yeah. Okay. Although there are some episodes when she started, they were a bit they weren't sure what they were going to do. There are some episodes where she is wearing a blonde wig from episodes that were mostly trashed, but uh, um, but yeah, she was made, she was brunette. But okay. they actually worked out what they were doing. Yeah. Um, my One of my biggest crushes of, I guess I would say late childhood, like junior high, high school, was Olivia Newton-John. I had, <laughs> I had a massive crush on her, especially this would have been around the Grease and then the Xanadu era. Um, I thought she looked, she had a sort of innocence in, uh, or an innocent look in, xanadu um that i really thought was and it was very much of its time as far as the fashion and the hair and all that stuff but um i just thought she was absolutely gorgeous uh in fact i preferred that over the 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 one that the boys loved which was you know the uh the end result of at the end of greece who her character becomes with the leather pants and all that um didn't that didn't uh i didn't find that quite as interesting as the as the good girl Also, of course, I was very into ABBA. I could never work out which one I liked more, uh, yeah. Frida and Agnetta. And, and, and I always had trouble trying to work out the voice because you weren't watching it necessarily. Where you weren't necessarily yes. watching a video where they were singing. It's to work. Just a minute. Is this who, who's singing this one? Um, yep, I agree uh, with and, that for sure. Uh, I don't. I still don't. And they're also still. I still couldn't. I still can't choose between. <laughs> and there's different eras. I think. I think Agnetta is more. Apologies for pronunciation. Um, I think uh, she, once she leaves ABBA, she get or towards the end of ABBA, her hair. I think her, her very straight hair she had in the seventies was less interesting. I watched. I actually watched a couple of videos on YouTube recently, which were the hairstyles of. There was one for Frida, one for Anita, and and and, and it went through the different changes in the hairstyle. I thought this is so gay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but then you know, it <laughs> comes to the territory. I think Agnetta's hairstyles get more varied in the, and more interesting in the 80s. Right. Uh, the, whereas Frida's hair was kind of doing all sorts of things during Apple. Yeah, I, um, I had the, um, I was a big uh, Charlie's Angels fan when it came out in the 70s. But I guess that was the 70s, yeah. Um, and I even had the requisite Farrah Fawcett poster that half the, you know, boys my age had on their wall. Yeah. Um, and then for some reason, I kind of flipped over to the, uh, I tended to like a whole series of, and even into adulthood, a whole series of, of brunettes that were mainly from the UK. I would say probably, first one I remember was probably Jacqueline Bissett, um, who had been in like The Deep and things like that. I thought she was absolutely gorgeous. Um, 
and then like because I was a I was a soap opera watcher in the junior high all the way through college, uh, I had a big thing for Emma Sams before she went on to uh, um, was it Dynasty? Did she go to Dynasty or to the Colbys? Um, I think she might. She was the later Fallon. Okay. She might have first appeared as Fallon in the Colbys, and then it was definitely her Fallon that was kidnapped by the aliens. So then she came in. Then when she came back from being kidnapped from the aliens, she was in Dynasty. So. Or dynasty. Um, okay. so, so, yeah, yeah. I think she first appeared in the Colby's before she appeared. Okay. Might be, there might have been a little bit of a. Uh, yeah. yeah I really liked thing. her. Although now I can't remember. Was Emma Sam's Australian or was she British? So uh, she she's British. I think she's. Okay. British. I also was very keen on Sophie Aldred playing Ace in Doctor Who, but then she was a t- a tomboy. Yes. And, and and you know she was like smashing Daleks up with baseball bats. Yep. And also she came up she came into the show after um, Bonnie Langford, who was so not my kind of not my not my kind of companion. Um, and, and also by then I was going to conventions and, meet, and meeting Sophie Aldred, and yep. uh, she was and she was really really sort of nice. And and I was getting into fandom, so it was I don't, I don't partly a good time and a, and a good a few couple of years um, of of the show where. where and I was sort of 15, 16 or whatever. Yeah, it was, I didn't fancy her, but I did have a crush on her. I think there's probably a slight difference, but. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I kind of, I think um, Carol and John, who played Liz Shaw, was kind of like that for me. Mm-hmm. She was a, a crush, but not necessarily like a, wasn't more of a sexual thing. It was more of a, I don't know. Well, I definitely had a, a crush on Sarah Jane. In, in oh, Sarah Jane was awesome. And, the, and Liz Slayton is just. She uh, still sad over that passing. That was a, she's just a gem. Yeah, um, but but yeah, I, I I mean, a lot of the boys would have liked Nicola Bryant. Um, yeah, anyway, a character could be a little bit annoying at times. And she, but um, yeah, I can see what. But I, I can you know see she's very attractive. But I didn't, wouldn't say I'd have a had a crush on her. Or any of the that that sort of era. So I mean, as much as I really like the Peter Davison era, I I I didn't have a crush on any of the characters, male or female. <laughs> yeah, uh, I never had a crush on the character of Adric because even though no. I was, but but then he was he was older than me when I was watching that show. So I, um, it, it's not like he was the irritating brat to me. But um, <laughs> well, now Matthew um, Waterhouse is I, I, he's more attractive now. Well, in my opinion, than he would have been back then. Of course, some of that was the 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 hair and all that stuff of the character was very well, uh, not strict since age very well as well. Uh, um, yeah, I was fond of Tegan too. Yeah. Well, but her character could be annoying as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny how she's in sort of, I guess, about three seasons of Doctor Who. Uh, she gets a different costume for each season, but uh, but then she has to wear it all the time. Right. I hope they had a, a good sort of uh, laundry service on the TARDIS in that. Uh, oh my that, God, uh, I know. Because was, was the first season the air stewardess uniform? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, I guess she could have had multiple versions of the the, the the clothes that she wore in the second two seasons, but she wouldn't have had multiple air hostess costumes. Right. Either she, she was very smelly or they managed to wash her <laughs> air flight. I mean, it was silly, really. But, I mean, once she was not going home, why would she keep wearing a horrible uniform the whole time right she just kind of okay well i'm just gonna we're gonna meet some monsters so i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of just put a pair of trousers on right exactly deals is back deals we're moving on to yes we're moving on to another subject i i did frequently tell ron that i um that i would have considered switching sides uh if if i had met elizabeth hurley when she played um 
<laughs> I think she played, I think it was Bedazzled with, with um, Brendan Fraser where she was playing the devil. I think that I didn't ever saw the whole movie, but she, there's a there's like a thing where she's wearing like leather pants, and it's like oh my god. But uh, <laughs> and same with Kate Beckinsale in the uh, in the Underworld movies. Both of those are both those women are beautiful. I could I could see the appeal for the guys for the for the straight men. You know, there's a few characters in like there's a char- there's a, a character in Prison Cell Block Eight. She becomes the sort of top dog um, who's sort of a, a certain. Uh, has, I think she's I'd say she's blonde, and and I thought. Start to think. Oh, I, I think I like that person in that program, and she's so. So yeah, maybe I also like some blonde women as well. Yeah, um, it's interesting to kind of trail, trail the sort of what ifs or the. Um, I remember being around Nick's house, and a friend of his was being being very coy about what women he fancied, and I sort of spoke up and said, Look, "I'm gay, and I know which women I fancy. So come on." <laughs> uh, I mean, living Newton John, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, I'm sure there are, there are other people. And I always quite like Debbie Harry in, in, in when she was in Blondie and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 there, there were certain people that I I sort of follow, like on Twitter, like photos of you know where, where you're getting photos of, of them from their when they're cla- their classic period, sort of, uh, whether it be singers or actors or. I feel like I always went for the like if there was in a, in a in a music group or a TV show or something if there was always like two main female characters and one was supposed to be sexier than the other a lot of times I'd find that the other one would be the one that was more attractive to me. Well, well there was a film called The Truth About Cats and Dogs and I think it was maybe maybe it was Uma Thurman and somebody else but I can't remember who. And I think Uma Thurman was supposed to be the sexy one, and the other woman was supposed to be the the dowdy one. And all the all the people I saw that film with, straight or gay, were like, no, no. She, I mean, Uma Thurman does look great in in some films, but in this film, they hadn't thought about the casting. They just think, oh, well, this woman's slightly overweight, and this is Uma Thurman. And, and, and but actually, the other woman was very attractive. Right. <laughs> so it didn't really work because I mean, considering. The whole film that was about that the, you know a, a, a man going for a dowdy woman i mean it was a, whole, a horrible concept anyway but uh, it didn't work because the other woman wasn't dowdy she was actually equal or not better looking than the person that was supposed to be the one that was better yeah it, it's the whole um it's the whole ginger versus marianne syndrome here with gilligan's island because you know ginger was the the movie star and the glamorous one but it seemed like half the kids i talked to back in the day the boys everybody was always a, a or a lot of people were, were marianne fans oh another person i definitely thought i'd have a crush on rather than slightly more would I, I've, I've always very much liked audrey hepburn particularly in the in the 60s films mm-hmm. partly because toppy don't listen to this bit i prefer seeing him in color um, <laughs> um i think it just makes me it just feels more like you're seeing somebody if you're seeing them in color that's how you see people unless you're colorblind right and, and, um and, and i think yeah she just she's just so sort of i mean that that's a bit of the the wifey joe as well she's a bit a bit can be a bit audrey hepburn it's funny and probably you know probably not politically correct to have these sorts of conversations these days but uh, you know but we you know everyone has these you know, yeah yeah everyone has the people that they like right it's usually i mean but you know we're talking about a little bit more of an innocent thing than yeah you know something pervy yeah you know i uh, should get nick to tell us some of the yeah that would know, be interesting some of the boys that he uh, uh oh. my, 
had funny feelings about. Well, oh, uh, you mean about girl? Well, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. We, I heard some of his. If but... Nick was talking about the girls, he'd like we'd, we'd be here all day. Nick <laughs> 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 would quite agree with that, but you know, yeah. it makes you wonder whether that you know whether they ever had some little tinglings or or crush, boy crushes on uh, on on male stars. Right. We could probably talk more about the boys we fancied before we even realized that we fancied boys at some point. But uh, That's true. Um, but, but I'm afraid we, we um, have a few other things we need to be doing. Yep. And, and you've got an appointment with Cromarty. Um, yep. We've also got big news about um, Aragog and a little, a little bit more. Uh, I've got a harder quiz um, uh, for Aragog. Um, and then he said something then. And then he said something then. But, um, and also Yeti and John, we've got uh, poor old Jay, who's been very good and has done some more photo shoots with Yeti Uncle John, and we'll be hearing about that. But uh, anyway, we'll let you talk to Cromarty. Uh, I know he's been working on your virtual reality dinosaur, and he just needs you to make a couple of decisions before he can finish it. So, sure. Um, so, yes, a little bit of music, and we'll be there. It's so nice to see you. Oh, hey, <laughs> um, I, I, I just need to speak to you because I think we need to clarify, or we need to pin down which dinosaur you want. I know we talked about a few of them, but uh, sure. do you have any one in mind or would you like me to show you a few more? Um, you know, we, we, we just need to, um, I don't want to go over the ones we, we've really talked about unless they are particular ones you, you want right. but um do you have a favorite that, that you've always wanted i do have a favorite it's technically not a dinosaur but most people wouldn't know that and it was called dimetrodon oh. uh and it had a it, this was early on before the cretaceous and the jurassic it had a sail on its back and it was sort of like a giant lizard with big teeth and a and a, 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 you know, like a, a sail on the top of its back. Good. You certainly, uh, we, we, we can, uh, I mean, I can, I can still, before we, you know, we, we finalize things, I can, I, can, uh, I just need 
one or two um, potentials that we can uh, we can program in uh, sure. before we sort of sign it off. But uh, um, but let me see. Uh, so, of course, I uh, there's so many that. You know, I, uh, the, the people think you know there there are a handful of names that people always uh, hear about, um, right? Of, of but there's so so many. I mean, I'm just looking here. These these are just plant eating like herbivore yep. dinosaurs from the Cretaceous period, and and uh, dear, dear Paul is always having this problem. But uh, there are some here that I I literally never heard of these. We've got the Ankylosaurus, mm-hmm. the, the ceratops. I've heard yep. of triceratops, and and I've seen that is. But there's also a ceratops. Um, there's the Corythosaurus, the Edmontosaurus, mm-hmm. the U Phallus. Dear, the the Iguanodon, the Malasaura, the the Minmi. The the notoceratops, and I can't tell you what how the differences are, but just I'm just reading them from the name. The is the the the, the ornithomimus, uh, the protoceratops. There's lots of must be lots of different areas of ceratopses. Yeah, um, and the 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 stegosaurus. I think that must be different from the stegosaurus because I see there's another. There's the the styracosaurus. That's made of styrofoam. I'm not sure. Probably <laughs> not. But, uh, um, the, yes, I mean, the, the, I, I, I don't. There's a whole list of the, all sorts of this Cretaceous era. It, it sounds like the 1960s of dinosaurs. I, this, <laughs> um, the the meat eaters from the Cretaceous era include Tyrannosaurus rex, but there are also the Albertosaurus, who I wonder if that's where Ab the dragon is related to. Them. <laughs> um, there's the the Baryonx, the Carnotaurus, the Deinonychus, the, the Giganotosaurus. The Spinosaurus, the Tyrannotitan, and the Velo- Velociraptor. So, uh, out of that list, the Tyrannosaurus Rex and the Velociraptor—they were the ones that got to number one in the charts this week. And sure. Some of these other ones are lower down in the charts. But, uh, <laughs> right. Um, but trouble is, um, and, and I'm quite happy if you want to explore, you, you know, outside of what I'm talking about here. It's just that once you start looking, um, I, I don't know whether there are uh, good photos, or I guess there there are not photos, but rec- uh, recreations that we can use um, to put together your virtual reality dinosaur. Yeah, uh, it's just that once you start looking, you realise, oh gosh, there are so many more, um, and and you click on this and you you click on that, and and you, you they are. Um, that's really quite. Uh, I don't think we talked about the Stegosaurus last time. Do you remember? I, I, I don't. Uh, now, hmm. the Stegosaurus, uh, well, or Stegosaurs, um, they lived 150 million years ago in the late Jurassic, early Cretaceous period. And the first fossil was discovered by Professor 
uh, or Thaniel Marsh in 1877. Uh, the large bony plates he found on its back reminded him of roof tiles. So the name he gave it means roofed lizard. Um, and, uh, and apparently Stegosaurus had, had a brain the size of a ping pong ball. But uh, I don't think you would want to play ping pong with it. I don't think it'd have the right bounce. <laughs> no. It would just go splat. <laughs> I, don't think it would, I don't think it would bounce across the table. But uh, apparently they were 30 feet long and 14 feet tall. They weighed about two tons, which is about the size of an average American car. Well, and and, and, and I, I've been to America, so I know the cars in America, they're quite big compared to the ones in the UK. They, they seem bigger. But, uh, so, yes, you wouldn't want one falling on you. Or um, even even the brain might be quite heavy. So, no, 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 no for the ping pong. Um, but... Uh, so, so do you want us to look a bit more into um, the one that uh, that you were talking about, or or are you willing to consider some other alternatives? Uh, oh no, I'm willing to consider something else. Um, it's just whether you, you know, if you've got a virtual reality dinosaur, maybe it should be a. Di a hundred percent dinosaur so you don't have to keep explaining well actually no it's not a virtual reality dinosaur it's a virtual <laughs> right. reality lizard that's a little bit like a dinosaur yes you, you make good sense there um it, it's just you know if you're gonna go go down this route it's sort of you want to be i don't know you know um equally so if you pick a very obscure one you might you'll have the same problem where, where people will go oh is that your Iguanodon, and you're like, no, 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 it's a it's very obscure one that only lived for five years um, in about 1973 or something. It's it's, it's difficult. Uh, I don't think there were any dinosaurs around in 1973. Well, you know, uh, maybe maybe some on the uh, uh, you know on the TV, uh, but uh, and and some of the people doing singing at that time, but. Uh, uh, but not 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 actual dinosaurs. Um, well, I think that we will, uh, you know, it's a matter of how much space I suppose you have. Um, uh, you know, yeah, it, it sounds a little bit unromantic, but you will be able to turn off your uh, virtual reality dinosaur or put him into sleep mode. Um, mm -hmm. So, but when he is fully, you know, running around in your garden, and I, I believe you do have uh, some space at the back of your your house, and mm -hmm. they're not fields as well. Um, the good thing is that nobody, nobody, like if you have a pet, I'm not saying that people like that would live where you live, but nobody will be able to steal your virtual reality dinosaur because it will be you will have the control set in your pocket. Uh, I guess if they stole that, then they could steal your virtual reality dinosaur. But you, you would find it quite safe to have it exercise because it does need, it's a bit like, do you remember those, uh, did you have them in America, Tamagotchis? The, the, yes. Yes, uh, where you were kind of feeding them and all that. Sort of, yep. Even though it's virtual reality, it will still need exercise, or it, it that is, will be in its programming. It will still need to be fed, uh, but its own sort of food. Um, but obviously, when we come to that, I can explain that. But uh, um, but yes, you, you will have the reassurance that um, nobody will be able to 
to take them away from you, um, certainly not easily. And it, it, uh, it uh, but um, yeah, you, 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 I suppose you'll, you'll just have to, um, we'll have to look into, you know, you don't want to scare the neighbors, but uh, um, still, we'll, we'll come to that when we get to it. But, uh, <laughs> okay. uh, but well, um, let me see. I think um, I made a decision if it'll be easier for you. Yes. Let's go with the Triceratops. Oh, right. Wow. Let me, I've got some information. Let me just, um, now, it says that Triceratops was one of the greatest. Um, he's a herbivore. Uh, they they like to graze in herds, but, you know, I think in this well, we could probably give you co- multiple copies if you want, but um, but it won't. You know, it, it, um, they are the Triceratops. It means a three-horned face, which uh, makes sense. They lived in the late Cretaceous period. Uh, they had nose horns. They used for defence. They are thirty feet long, and they weigh five tons, about as much as a truck. So yes, they lived about sixty-eight to sixty-five million years ago. And this was at the same time as the Tyrannosaurus rex, uh, the Spinosaurus, and the Albertosaurus. But to defend itself against meat eaters, um, it had two two long brow horns. These could grow to be at least uh, three feet long. Um, They would be able to cause a lot of damage to an attacker. Its dinosaur classification is Ceratopsia. Some types of triceratops had knobs of bone on their neck frills. These frills would have made it hard for an attacker to get hold of their neck. Um, they, they'd like to eat plants. Uh, and there's a whole list of Cretaceous plants we can replicate for you. They, um, they particularly lived in the upland forests of North America. So um, at least uh, I'm not sure if this is the most popular place, but it's the only place that is particularly named on this map. So, in a way, that is nice uh, that they are kind of you know local. Local. Locals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> some of your some of your relatives may have been eaten by one. I don't know. Oh, no, that's only on the Flintstones. But anyway. Uh, but uh, yes. But well, I shall lock in then for uh, for a Triceratops, and we'll get you back in um, a few months to uh, to you can when you can first meet uh, your. Your, your new child. Um, I do want to just, I think we should have a look at the Albertosaurus whilst we're here. Okay. Um, I think that's from Alberta, Canada, from Canada is probably where they found the first I did wonder. Yes, I did wonder because I noticed some of those other names um, of other dinosaurs. I thought ah, that might be because they come from a certain area. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the meaning of its name is Alberta Lizard. They, they also lived in the late Cretaceous period. They could run up to um, 30 kilometers an hour, I think, or 19 miles per hour. Uh, their length was 30 feet. They weigh two tons. They do look a little bit like uh, the Velociraptor, but probably, I don't know, That's at least that's sort of two strong feet and little arms. Uh, There's probably a lot of difference, but uh, yes. Um, they lived 73 to 70 million years ago. Um, and... Uh, Yes, they, they they were found. The first skeletons were found in Canada, uh, and uh, it suggested they lived in herds. They had strong muscular back legs. Yes, so uh, cool. they they are about thirty feet tall. I think I might have said that already. <laughs> anyway, Jay, thank you for joining me today. And sure, uh, 
Thank um, you. I, I shall get on with uh, the programming in, and it's good to know we have a definite a vision for the future now. So. Excellent. I'm excited. Great. I'll hand you back to Paul. Okay. Take care. And, and, and to you. the listeners about uh, what's been going on with you and your Uncle John, uh, as it were. Um, more, more. I can't believe you agreed to do more photography. What did he do to... Uh, was it what happened in the, the wardrobe that time that uh, made you... Uh, actually, I'm surprised... <laughs> yeah, that, that might have helped. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm surprised... Um, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I, I, I'm surprised property is... Uh, I thought he would have mentioned that. He, he seemed very... very discreet about you know he, i think he was a little bit jealous about what was going on um i was worried there was going to be some sort of rivalry but, but uh, actually property yes. is uh, um, currently dating somebody else so um, my friend milo so uh maybe he his mind is on his mind is on milo so probably right. for the best but good uh, um let me see um oh, so before we do Said a little more. I've got a little bit of trivia about photography, which I thought I'd share because, okay, you know, uh, this is what Yeti Uncle John is so keen on at the moment. Um, apparently, the first device made to project an image on a surface was the camera obscura or darkroom in Latin, or well, that means darkroom in Latin. Uh, the principle was first recorded by uh, Mosey, a Chinese philosopher, around 470 to 391 BC. The camera obscura was the basis for what we know as a pinhole camera. I've heard of one of those. Yep. Um, that's what people sometimes use to um, view solar eclipses and things. Mm. Uh, during the 1800s, one of the most popular subjects for, for photography was dead bodies, um, post-mortem photography. Well, it was primarily famous people who were who are photographed many regular folk were also photographed after their deaths i think i've seen yeah i i, I think I, i'm aware that that was a a thing whether that was in watching a horror film and and and, and but i certainly yeah i certainly read something or seen something about how, how that was something that uh, was a subject for photography in that period apparently kodak the pho- the photography giant they were founded in 1888 when George Eastman, its founder, was asked why it was named Kodak, he said that K sounded like a strong letter to him, that the name itself had no real meaning. Never really thought about that, but uh, I would have presumed that, that that there was some more detailed reason. But uh, so we'll come back to this at the end, maybe, and do a few more facts right at the end of the show. But uh, I think we need to tell the listeners about what he he got you involved in. So, Ithian Kudjon. Um, has been working for a number of different 
very obscure journals and he managed to uh for whatever reason managed to lure jay back and um so i'm going to tell you uh each of these three or four different journals and then we'll flash forward to some of the recordings that were made at the time where, where there were you know it didn't no it wasn't plain sailing was it jay <laughs> no um, so the first one that you did for him was for Penny Farthing Weekly, I believe. Um, <laughs> that must have been that must have been a nightmare. Um, let's have a look at how you got on with that. Come, come on, Jay. You, there's a ladder. You just have to climb up onto the Penny Farthing. Um, you won't fall off. It's fine. You can. You, you can. Uh, I'd, I'd say wear a crash helmet, but they didn't. They didn't used to wear crash helmets in those days, so you've just got to kind of go with it. Um, you, you'll be all right. I don't know, Yeti Uncle John. This looks a little shaky to me. Where did you get this thing? Oh, no, it's real. It's a real penny farthing, authentic penny mm-hmm. farthing. It, 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 they, they used to make them from matchsticks like this. They, they, were, um, the, 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 they were, it's because, uh, yeah, that's, that's what they had. You know, they didn't have a lot of, uh, you know, material for making bikes back then. So they used to use things like matchsticks. And, and uh, you know, uh, the, the stories you may hear about uh, people riding down hills on penny farthings and then the, mat, the matches sort of perhaps not, still having a bit of spark in them and the whole thing going up into a, like in an inferno that's just old boys tales so it didn't really happen so you, you, you'll oh, be fine oh really i never heard that at all so uh oh, okay no, i wish i'd not told you um anyway you'll look very you'll look you'll look very smart on on, on there just don't worry about it don't worry about it yeah what could go wrong okay what the heck So did things go wrong, Jay? Did did you burst into flames, or was it okay? Uh, I did not burst into flames. Oh, that's good. Yes. I think he just got a cheap prop, penny farthing prop from some somewhere. Uh, I've never heard of penny farthings being made of matches. I think that's <laughs> just Yeti Uncle John being very cheap. I mean, you'd have thought that the magazine itself would have offered it if they if he was taking photos for them but i think a lot of this is almost like you take the photos and then you offer them to the magazine I don't, especially at the level that your uncle john is at i don't think he's being you know headhunted to be a wonderful right friend. right so they're not looking maybe, for him yeah maybe the props um were, were his own but uh, well then the next one that you did for him i, I can't believe you did this one uh, uh it was for Baked Beans in the Bath Monthly. I've never heard of this magazine. Baked Beans in the Bath Monthly. It was new to that me too. Have, that must have been pretty cold. I wonder, if it wasn't just Yeti Uncle John wanted to get you in a bath of baked beans, was it? Um, let's let's yeah. see how, <laughs> well, who knows? Let's, let's see how you got on. Look, look Jay, um, you know, we can't heat the baked beans up because it would just, you know, it, it, it would burn you, yes. And uh, so you you have to sort of just put up with them being a bit cold. Uh, but you can eat them afterwards, uh, you know. So that, uh, you know, I've bought these beans, so, you know, we don't want to firm away. So I'm going to do a nice sort of heat them all up at the end. So you get, you'll get fed. Uh, I can't pay you anything, you know, not, you know, in the any real sense. But, um, you, you know, this. Baked Beans in the Bath Monthly is a highly prestigious baked bean journal. Um, may not have heard heard of it, but then, you know, they've probably not heard of, of, 
of you say so you can't expect me you know know everything but, uh, i'm sure the fame enough will be you know I'm, I'm sure just the fame from this will be enough for me i, yes. I don't need to be paid you know you can we make sure the bathroom's at least heated before i get into this cold well, tub with baked beans well i suppose so yes i'll That'd be I'll, nice i'll just i'll i think we finished with that uh, penny farthing i'll just uh, i'll just see if i can set a fire to that um, you know <laughs> heat the bath with a fire underneath it that's fine that'll be fine the, mm -hmm. the bath won't melt i'll just go and i'll just go and find that bike where's it gone i can't believe i can't believe he, he nearly set fire to you um you can't <laughs> well I, you know, I can believe that he did set fire to you. i can't believe he didn't run away but uh, yeah i can't either did you eat the baked beans in the end or did you uh did you, no, I, I, I offered to uh, have them sent to some farm where, you know, some, uh, some oh, poor no. animals could go for that. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, now, I don't really understand the next one. Uh, pretend Astronaut Digest. You'll have to talk me through this one. Is it, This is, from my understanding, it's for people who like to imagine they're astronauts and to wear the astronaut gear uh, and sure. pretend they do like recreations of like the moon landing and things. Of so course, the, but, or aboard the Nostromo, or things like yeah, yeah. So you had Bionians. to, yeah. So you had to dress as an astronaut. Um, yeah, I'm not sure yeah. where that that came from either. That uh, that oh, thing I put on was a. Uh, mm. Now look, Jay. Um, I assure you, this is an authentic astronaut. You know, authentic astronaut kit. Um, you know. When you see the astronauts in space, it's very difficult to tell that their spacesuits are actually just made of crepe paper. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it's it's not as thick as it looks. You know, space is very kind. Um, and, uh, you know, the, these these people who are fans of being pretend astronauts, they they really like to wear the actual authentic kit. And uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, just be very careful when you put it on. Don't tear it, because uh, I mean, don't worry. You're not going to get sucked out of space because we're obviously not in space because you're only a pretend astronaut. But even so, I've got to take it back to the uh, the fancy dress shop. I mean, the uh, uh, fake astronaut um, clothing shop. Doesn't Ick have something more appropriate that I could wear, or something more realistic? Yeah, but you don't also, have any. You don't have gonna... any testicles? I mean, tentacles as he oh. does. Oh, good point. But I don't um, think you do. How... No, anyway. I get this. I get the suit. How are we? How's it supposed to look like we're in space, though? I've got. I've got. Well, got a backdrop or something. Yeah, backdrop, and I couldn't. I couldn't get the right nylon threads, so we've just got ropes. But at least you'll be. You won't be falling anywhere, and I'll just have to uh, Photoshop. Now. I'll Photoshop them out. Yeah, or just I don't know. Well, if you do it behind a black background, all I need to do is use a black marker pen and, and you know just scribble over it. But it'll it'll look good. Don't worry, it'll look great. Well, it can't be any worse than the beans, so let's go for it. Yeah, let's do it now. Yes. All right. I can't believe I've seen the photos. I I'm not. You can still see that. I'm sure. Why can't he use proper Photoshop and get? <laughs> it just looks like he scribbled on the, the the you know the shiny paper of the photo, and, and that would be and, too and, professional. And it's like smeared, it's smudged. I guess it would be. I don't know. Now the last one, I think. I think he must have just done this one for 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 a joke. It says uh, some magazine. I don't even have a, a title for this one. 
some a martial arts um, uh, magazine, but where everyone is dressed as a sausage. Is, is that right? So you were doing like karate, but you were dressed as a sausage. Oh, I thought that was a dream I had last night. That really happened. I may, I, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was a dream because there's no na- there's no actual name of the magazine. But uh, oh well, let's listen to your. Does what's your dream anyway? Okay. Jay, I've never seen a sausage quite as tasty. It's, it's, it always makes me want to eat you. You, 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 you're very sausagey. Um, can you still do the karate moves? Well, don't make a promise you can't keep. Uh, I will try. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty. I just, I just worried about you busting out of the the sausage skin. Oh, that is I a problem. Think, yeah, yeah, it could be. Uh, could be quite uh, well. If if you do, then I can always sell those photos to a different kind of magazine, possibly. Uh, people, oh, there's Lord. a magazine. There's a magazine about people who like people dressing up as sausages. So, but no martial arts. But anyway, I, I, you don't need to know the details. It does just, seem like an odd combination. Just do your thing, and I'll take the photos. Okay. For my own personal collection. I mean, things I do for you, Uncle John. Oh yeah, thank you. <laughs> Dear, oh dear. I think you've, I think it's uh, a good thing Cromartie wasn't around for the photo shoot. But, uh, <laughs> You're right. Oh, dear, oh dear. Um, well, we're coming towards the end of the show. Um, there'll be, obviously, there'll be a little bit after the music and stuff, but uh, uh, before we go, we really do need to tell the listeners the news about Aragog. You better do it before I say something. So Okay. So, um, once again, I was incorrect about Aragog's gender. Um, she recently molted again, and uh, I shared a photo of it on Facebook, and somebody who's a little more knowledgeable about the subject than I pointed out that uh, it appeared that she was a girl and not a boy. So, uh, I watched some more videos and things and examined the skin, and it appears that he is correct. Aragog is back to being a female again. <laughs> Which means she's slightly misnamed from Harry Potter, but we're just going to have to deal with it because she already knows her name. So yeah. I'm not going to screw yeah. with that. Um, and and didn't you tell me that uh, female, um, female the females live longer as well? Yeah, quite, they live quite, quite a bit. Yes, considerably longer, and they are also usually larger and uh, more colorful than the males are. So I guess it's not a bad thing. But if I uh, if I you know. If I take a dirt nap before she does, then um, I'm going to have to find somebody that's willing to uh, assume the responsibilities of having an intelligent spider in their midst. Particularly if you do, um, if you do um, more photo shoots with the good yes. chance of you going exactly. up in a, a plume of smoke going down a hill on, on a on a penny farthing made of matchsticks. You know, Still picking beans out of my hair. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, for sure. Uh, well. We've got Aragog here. We, we, we've got a little bit less time than I was hoping we'd have, but I'm, I'm glad she's here. Uh, got some more general knowledge. I just want to keep her mind active. We'll, we'll, we'll try and perhaps, uh, when, you, when you come back to do the uh, Virtuality Dinosaur sort of unveiling, perhaps we'll do a longer quiz. But I've got five questions for her anyway. Okay. Just want to, and I'm, but this time we've gone for the hardest questions there are. So oh, it may just be five questions, but they're, they're really difficult. Um, but I think she's up to the job. 
so question one which british actor was the recipient of the 2012 bafta for outstanding british contribution to cinema okay um, yes oh well, yeah that's true she says john hurt well <laughs> she is right john hurt uh of course also played doctor who very briefly uh, yes uh, around that time actually perhaps a year after that so gosh uh, he uh, came to doctor who with a with, with, with a bafta in his, in his pocket um so this is going to be a difficult one because it's a uk one but uh um i'm afraid there's no clues either because it's a difficult one in which year was the first london to brighton veteran car run in the uk do you, uh, do, i don't know if you know about but they i think it's like a race between london and brighton in an old car so yes oh, cool um so yes what what year was the first one i can't imagine how she would know this but let's see she thinks it's 1896. Well, I'm afraid to say that she's right. So I'm not really afraid. Wow. How did you know that, Aragorn? That is crazy. Wow. Um, just been doing I a lot didn't of know research. about the race, let alone the year. Yeah, but she follows it. Okay, question three. How many books altogether make up the Bible? Okay. Now, this one I could see her getting because uh -huh. she's pretty well read. Yeah. 66. <laughs> yes, Aragog. Well done. Well done. Go um, okay, this is a, a, a sciencey one next. Um, which chemical compound has the molecular formula H2O2? Yeah, she she's going to know that one right away. Uh -huh. Hydrogen peroxide. Yes. Yes, you're right. Aragog, last question. Can you make it five out of five? This is another, well, it's a word one, so, but it's also, um, yeah, let's see. In which year was the Oxford English Dictionary first published in 10 volumes? It has to be the 10 volume version. <clears throat> let's see. I think so. Okay. 1928. Spot on. Well done. Yeah, five out of five. She's not getting them right. She just keeps on getting them right. She, Time to hit uh, Jeopardy next. Oh, well, told you, listeners, you know, this is a very clever, uh, you know, very clever lady. Um, as we'll, we'll, we'll do more. Maybe we can get somebody else. And maybe somebody else can bring their, their very clever. Um, actually, maybe we can get you to Uncle John versus Aragog. I don't know. Um, it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, well, I think that's pretty much all we've got time for. Um, thanks again, Jay. Thanks for joining You're us. You're welcome. Thank you. And uh, yeah, you'll be back again. Well, when when Cromarty has, uh, I'm sure he'll get on with it. And uh, I know you get busier in the summer, but uh, the weather getting better and stuff. But uh, I'm sure we'll 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 get you back. And uh, yeah, more soon. I can't wait. Okay. Um, okay, listeners, we'll. Um, uh, we'll we'll say goodbye for now, but uh, yeah, keep on listening because we've still got one or two things to come. But uh, I'll say goodbye, to, bye for now, and uh, thanks to Jay. Goodbye. Bye bye. Goodbye bye. For now. bye. 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 Bye.
So, Jake, I've got a few more facts about photography. Oops. The oldest known surviving photograph is view from the window at La Grasse, taken by, oh dear, taken by uh, Nicephor Nippias. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that name. Um, it's, uh, anyway, I'm a, a nice man. Well, actually, I don't even know if it's a man, a person. Right. Um, with a very difficult to pronounce name. Nisfor. Nice anyway, it was taken in, in either 1826 or 1827, and it took about eight hours to expose it. Um, if the Uncle John wouldn't have the patience if it took that long. Um, this is quite a fascinating one. The world's first colour photo was made in 1861 from three separate photographs taken through red, green and blue filters, then projected onto a photosensitive plate with corresponding filters. This method was suggested in 1861 by Thomas Sutton. Not from Sutton Park, surely. This seems to be a picture of, I don't know, it's like a like a ribbon, a, rib, a sort of ribbon. It's not exciting so yeah a colored a colored ribbon which has i guess that's why they went because it has got more than one it has got three different colors but um find one more i can hear the theme music bubbling away mm -hmm. i think it'll be here um did you know that the photoshop dates back to 1987 or a form of it dates back to 1987 it was when it was called image pro it's not very exciting. I need to find a very exciting one. The world's largest camera collection belongs to Dilish Parekh of Mumbai. He owns approximately 4,500 cam cameras. I mean, I own quite a few video cameras when I was doing Sutton Park, but not that many. But... Yeah, he's got to have a lot of storage space. Yeah, yeah. Every two minutes, we take more pictures than all humankind did in the entirety of the 1800s. Well, 1800s that's not that's not surprising i would have thought yeah. i would have thought even in the 1900s me too i mean i think about how much luckier like younger people are today to have the ca the phone with the camera on them all the time because they could capture so many things that we could back in the day unless you thought to bring an actual camera with you oh here's a good one to fit to finish with because it's about an astronaut seeing as you've had this fake astronaut sure. situation <laughs> apparently Apparently, there were 12 Hasselblad cameras on the surface of the moon. They were left there to leave room for the moon rocks brought back to Earth. Obviously, the film was taken home, but they left the cameras up there. So if you're ever passing the moon uh, and you just happen to be in that area, you might find there's um, there's some cameras sitting there, but you need to bring your own film. Okay. Oh, that's interesting, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, so, yeah. I can hear the theme music, so uh, yeah, we better say goodbye for now. All right, bye bye. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com. Oh dear, <laughs> what's going on now? Oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast.
Let's go. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. Oh, well, um, uh, Jay, I just wanted to speak to you because I, I heard I heard that you've um, been um, like uh, modeling for Yeti Uncle John's photographs. Hi. Uh, well, like uh, might be a strong word, um, uh, but yes, I've done that. Oh, well, I was wondering if you would pose for a portrait that I would paint. Now, I do offer quite good rates um, um, of, 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 of money uh, for, for, uh, for, for my models. So um, if I email you the details and, and how much you'll be paid, then um, maybe you'll consider it. Oh, yes, August. I'd be honored. That'd be great. Oh, wonderful. I'll go and do that now. I'll go and make up a, 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 an email for you. Oh, it's wonderful. Yes, okay. yes. I look forward to hearing from you. <laughs> wonderful. Uh, uh, Jay, were you talking to August? What's going on? I don't know what you mean. He's not trying to paint you, is he? I, I um, heard you mention I heard him mention money. Can you afford to pay him to be the honor of being painted by him? Um, maybe. Uh, uh, it's sorry, just in the early talking stages. So, sorry, Jay, I should interrupt here. I okay. overheard the conversation as well, and I don't think that's what August was saying at all. He wasn't expecting Jay to pay him. He was going to pay no, Jay. Because I know that Martin, he pays Martin when Martin uh, models for him. I'm, so, I'm very, I'm very sorry about that. Um, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, 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 I just wondered. I mean, uh, Jay, uh, you know, when Jay poses for my for my photos, uh, he gets payment in a different way. I, I just didn't realise there was money going around. But, uh, sorry for the misunderstanding. No, no, I, just, I don't know. I can compete in this market, but oh, dear, oh dear. Well, maybe you need to rethink. You know. <sighs> Sorry, Jay. He's... Oh, it's okay. Oh, dear. What's going on here? Uh, uh, Cromarty, it's just getting Uncle John. He, uh, August offered Jay some paid work um, as a model. And uh, uh, Uncle John is beginning to worry that he's going to have to start paying his uh, models when he takes photos. Well, so he should do. Yes. Yes. I mean, I don't mind doing it for free when it's Yeti Uncle John, but... Uh, well, uh, anyway, uh, I better go and speak to him. Oh, dear. Uh, I don't know how I cope with this show, Joe. <laughs> so many Just another misunderstanding. So many things going on here. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Oh, how will I cope? How, can I, how do I ever cope? Oh, I need to lie down. Make me a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that for you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'll draw a warm bath, Joe, if you'd like. <laughs> No baked beans, can, I promise. Can, can, can you draw? Can you draw? <laughs> Just um, finger speech. That was a wonderful episode, don't you, Toppy? 
I sure do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Five hundred and ten. 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 <laughs> now that one was funny. Okay, let's just shove this one out. Get her going.